Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? Man, the Connected Experience is the lifestyle, our lifestyle, a lifestyle is where we bring people who we think dope to our audience and then they take us to their audience. Man, it's just our lifestyle for real in real life. That's what we do. So what you been up to? Hey, man, like I said, man, I'm just on this educational kick. I'm just reading hella books, man. I got yes. a bunch of books, too. I, uh, I got some shit stacked up. I just... Uh, I just ordered like five, six books myself. Did you order that shit I told you that I wanted? No, no, was no, like I get, get it. The, it's, a, it's a package. I, I get it's it. a three package actually. Uh, he oh, got, okay, see, so yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when shit, with shit like that, I just order all of the titles. You know what I'm saying? But I was just waiting because you know you fuck around and find a deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And plus, Kiwana doing a used book thing, so she be finding books and a used book what? She's selling used books. Like she about to start like selling used books. So she just find books. So I run in by her to see if she got them already. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, okay. shit ain't got to be new to knowledge the same. No. So, uh, so you got a word? Oh yeah. Before we even get off the books, man. I because you said that I just found a book when I was cleaning out my trunk. It's a. Uh, American history, like the Oxford edition, the book is like this big. That's how big that Hitler book is that I got. I can't yeah. wait to really tear into that because black people got problems with Hitler, but I, I haven't found I any think, information of Hitler actually ever saying something against black people, bro. Well, And then I think people need to study uh I think people need to dig deeper into their studies. I don't care who the person is. Like, if you like, why wouldn't you want to look in this deeper into somebody who somebody says is very great person or a very bad person? Uh, and people I mean, just he had don't the do that to take over the world. So I would want to read about that to see. Right. That's a that Hitler was created actually. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, no, I'm saying created because of what they did to Germany in World War One. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that actually created Hitler. So you got a word of the episode? Yeah, I got a word. My word would be apparel, which is a clothing, especially outerwear garments attire uh anything that decorates or covers superficial appearance aspect or guys see i said garments that's yeah, what we wear yeah, we wear yeah, garments, garments. Yeah, yeah yeah that sound like mad slick and mad fly uh my word is fresh and fresh is not previously known or used new or different so uh fresh apparel you know what i'm saying like them the word so check that out so let's get into this episode man we got um we, we got the homeboy blake hall you know what i'm saying this is another reference from our guy curve like uh, i just hit curve up one day like hey bro you got anybody who you think should sit with us or who you would like to hear sit with us and he gave me a couple names i reached out to all of those people so those people will be coming up but blake was the first that uh actually was able to make it the time that we had allotted yeah and, uh blake got a clothing line actually called fresh never fades clothing you know what i'm saying and uh we gonna get into all of that so blake how you doing today bro good how about you bro i'm yeah. all right i'm sj by I'm the way. What's, yeah. what's going on with y'all man yeah, yeah. i know you follow us on twitter but yeah, just yeah, to let you know yeah. that's me on twitter so okay. that personality is me and for sure. you or lack of you know what i'm saying if you never put us next to each other you yeah, never know yeah. so we just gonna get into your story a little bit man because okay. you uh just offered the bio you gave but you seem pretty interesting and i start uh looking into you more so let's talk about uh you are actually one of the many cast tech alumni that come through yes, these sir, doors yes, and sit and talk with us we know so much about cast tech from you niggas you would think that we went so let's talk about going to cast tech <laughs> okay how, how, how did how did you end up at cast tech uh it was a thing where uh my brother 
brother went there. He was uh like nine years older than me. Yeah. So uh, growing up, him and his best friends is who I wanted to be. So yeah. I kind of just wanted to follow out in their footsteps. Now I went to Bates for middle school. So all those people went to Renaissance. So I'm, I want to be a little bit different. So I went to Cass. And from there, it was like, it, it fit me better. Than, uh, Renaissance, I feel like Cass is uh, the uh, a true college prep school. Okay. You learn how to balance uh, a social life. As well as academics starting like 16. Yeah. Like 16, you start balancing going out and going to parties, all that kind of stuff. We're having to actually go to school and not fail your classes when I get stuff. And I actually had to leave CAS for a semester and go to Mumford because I didn't do a good job at balancing stuff. So, so, so they talk about that. Yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. So um, they had, or I don't think they have it or not, but it used to have where you had to uh, maintain a 25 GPA to stay, to stay in, in the school, period. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that ain't bad. If you fail below 2.5, uh, the first time they put you on probation, you got to get it up within a semester. If you don't, then you out. Yeah. And then uh, after you get put out, you got to do it through an appeal process and you got to meet certain requirements at other schools to be able to get back in. So I went to Mumford for a semester. Uh, I had to get like a, at least a 3.0. Like Mumford. Yeah. So I okay, got a 3.8. So let's talk about how, do you take a test to get in the cast still to this day? Is uh, that, as I remember, yeah, I think so. Okay, so when you take that test, did that do that test get you into cash renaissance or is it like if you get a certain percentile you get here like how to break that so down? So what you do is or how we did it back then it was uh, they gave you the list whatever and um, you pick in order of like, your, your first, second, third choice. Okay. This is after the test or before, no, the, before test? the test? before the test. Okay. So like, alright, I know cash my first choice, renaissance, second, king, third. So you fill it out and you do the test, and then um, after that, I guess they send the results to the schools, and based on their criteria at the school, let you know if you get in or not. So okay. for me, I got in the, I didn't get in the king. It was I, king was my third choice, but I guess maybe because I because I put them third, they didn't really check for me. Okay. But I got in the cast and Renaissance, but I should have chose to go to cast though. So these aren't DPDs. These what 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 would these schools be classified? Yeah, this is not Detroit Public Schools. What would this be? Yeah, it's still, it's still, still a public DPS. school. It's just a, a school of choice. Like DSA, you got to audition to get in. But it's okay, still a, okay. a DPS school. Um, DAS, I think, used to be one. You had to have certain uh, Detroit Arts and Sciences Academy, something like that. Yeah. You had to have uh, certain requirements to get in there as well. So it was just a matter of... Still, was a DPS school. You just had to to, to meet certain standards. Yeah, they, just you living in the neighborhood, not go get you here. Right. And for the most part, these schools aren't in the neighborhood. Cass right. and King is downtown. Yeah, Renaissance yeah. is in the neighborhood, but you still wasn't getting there just off right. the street. Yeah, getting there. versus a Mumford, you oh, yeah, just live Ford. in that neighborhood. Yep. So when you went to Mumford, like, uh, were you super focused then because you knew you wanted to get back to Cass? No, or not just... for real. not for real. Yeah. Uh, I got there. I knew what I had to do to get back. So, but it was a. Uh, because even that cast, it wasn't a, that I couldn't do the work. I just was more focused on skipping class, hanging out with girls and gambling, that kind of stuff. That was my thing. So I was so like. So what you was on them dice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dice, tunk, all that good stuff in, yeah. the, in the calf and in the bathrooms. But, uh, so, <laughs> hey, man. This nigga like, shit, I'm about to go to tunk. I got a few dollars out of that Hey, man. Work. That's what it was, like, man. Because, so, it was so easy to skip the cast. The building was so big. Um. Now this new cast or old cast? New cast. Okay. My, I was the class of 2009. So I was the first class to go from freshman year to oh, senior oh, year in the okay. building. All right. So, um, but you had like five lunch hours. You had lunch second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth hour. So it was always something in the lunchroom. You could slide in there and not get caught or go to the library or go to the gym or anything. It just sound like a free fall. It, it, so I said, bro, at cast, 
that's why I say it was real college prep because if you couldn't balance that social life, if you, you could, yeah, 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 you were yeah, fall victim yeah, to, to right. going to the calf and and right because yeah. yeah, the first time people realize in college that you don't got to be here, yeah, they, they out of there. You know oh, I, I can choose to go to class. All right, I might go tomorrow. I might not. Like, yeah. right. and right. that's how cast was. Well, clearly you had to go to class, but right, if right. you but decided if you to not, not go, to, yeah. you had other things to do. You could go. You can still be in school. You yeah. just ain't in class. So let's talk about your actual growing up experience in Detroit because okay. you said you had an older brother who yep. was nine years older than you and you yep. want to be just like him. So yep. where did y'all grow up at in the D? Uh, seven Mile, Wyoming. So oh, yeah. uh, right there, uh, between seven and eight miles, but closer to seven miles. So we stayed in that area, um, single family household. My mom, uh, his pops wasn't around. My pops wasn't around. Our grandparents really took a, a strong impact on our life for us. Um, it was... For me, it was normal. I didn't know no nothing different than how I grew up. Right. So for me, that just was was life. Like, yeah. Wait, was up. it was it a particular reason? Uh, neither father was around, or uh, it, it, like I said, I I did I never knew my father for. I know who he is. And yeah, stuff. but you ain't never. Yeah, had but a like after like two, he was out the door, whatever. But but from my understanding, it was always a situation where it was my mom was better off without him anyway. So okay. okay. And then with his dad, his dad just was an asshole. He just like same thing. Yeah, like, better off without him. Yeah, he was in and out, and then um. Like, my brother was like 16, I think. And then I finally it was like the end of it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So growing up on the West Side, what uh, what, what did the West Side teach you? What did that instill in you? Man, it, um, a lot of things, honestly. Um, when it comes to, to, to life, I think, like Detroit, everyone from Detroit has a certain mindset and a certain, um, certain things that are just innate in us. And coming from the West Side, I guess my thing was like I knew – how to balance life with the streets and like to know that's not what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's dope that you said you knew you didn't want to do the yeah, streets. Yeah. A lot of, when did you realize you knew you ain't want part of the street? Uh, I was young. I found a dead bike behind my house. So yeah, like I didn't really know what it was, but I you knew I didn't want to be involved. With yeah. That shit. And yeah. I knew guys who, who did what they did and still do what they do. It's just, it's just not me. Like, Right, and I, you 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 man enough to say that. See, because yeah. the problem with growing up in the hood or what we perceive to be the neighborhood or whatever is, a lot of kids feel like you. They just don't know how to say that's yeah. not me, man. And then they realize that it's not them when it's too late when they just got shot up or they yeah, you know, I guess staring at forever. My thing is like the cast I know from the hood, like me and them, we still the same. What I'm saying, like it's just we just took two different paths. Right. So right. like I can still go to the barbershop and go to the liquor store in the hood, and me and that person can still. Have what we have because we come from the same place. It's just you chose this yeah. route. They chose this line of business. That you chose this yeah. line of business. So you, you you grow up on the west side. You uh you you take the test. You go to cash. Yeah. You uh get kicked out of cash. <laughs> well, eventually you graduate from cash. Yeah, yeah. And then it's college time. Yeah. What made you decide to pick an HBCU? Uh, my brother again. He went to Central State in uh, Ohio. Oh, my yeah. brother. My, went to my older brother. Went to <laughs> hey, listen, those niggas don't got no football team. No, listen. What's crazy is so I went to Kentucky State and those schools is rivals. Yeah. So like it was like it was a big thing. Man, huh? what I got in. And, uh, hold on, hold on. Did you apply to Central State yeah, first? No. Oh, okay. No. So it wasn't no, no Central State. I didn't want to go to Central State because actually it's in the boonies. Like, yeah. you, you go to Wilberforce, Ohio. So you go through Dayton, which is a regular city. Then you hit this little town called Zinia. And Zinia is a real Heroin small. country. Yeah, yeah, real small. Like, all right, I don't really want to be around here, but all right. But then you see on this back road, and it's like literally just corn. It's like no houses. It's just corn on both sides. Like, where the fuck am I going? Right. And then you get there, and like, Wilberforce is here. Central, Central State, State is here. Yeah. 
more corn. Yeah. Like it ain't <laughs> right, nothing yeah. around. So yeah. I was like, yeah, this this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. So uh but I don't want to go to HBCU because just no, hearing his experiences and his friends, and then um honestly and truly living not living single, um a different world. A different world. Yeah. Play yeah. a big part of it. I'm like, that's what I want to be around. So for me, it was uh I applied to all HBCUs. I didn't apply to any schools in state. I didn't want to stay home. Yeah. I wanted to go away and do all that good stuff and I always knew if I could, if I had to come back home, I could. Yeah, so yeah. I so you wanted to get yeah, away and see. What I go was out try there. it, and then so my first choice was was Florida A and M, but yeah. uh, they wasn't showing no love with the financial aid. Yeah, and then um, yeah, then it was Morgan State in uh, Maryland, yeah. which was cool, but I like, ain't nobody going there. I'm, like, yeah. I'm not really gonna go out there then. Uh, Tennessee State was where I really was another really high choice, but with them, they took forever to send me my paperwork for my financial aid. I got my acceptance letter. But I never heard nothing back about like how much aid I was getting in these scholarships. Right. So at the time, it was like, all right, it's either go to Florida and take out a million dollars in loans, or go to Kentucky. Yeah. So I chose Kentucky State, and then like the week later, my paperwork from TSU came. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, uh, what, how did you feel? You uh, still feel like you made the right choice? Yeah, because I feel like if I hadn't gone to uh, K State, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. So with that though, I feel like when uh, like I feel like. Tennessee State was showing you the experience you was gonna get there. Yeah. Like y'all just took this long for yeah. something that you know I need. Yeah, you know that was I, yeah. sh- that was so I'm happy you made that. Now you went to Kentucky State, excuse me, Kentucky State, and uh it's a HBCU, but yep. it's still in Kentucky. So tell Man. me about like being in Kentucky. <laughs> like you from Detroit. Yeah, that shit so terrible. when you get to Kentucky, like it's what's the city culture slicker, shock? Nigga. It's, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's there ain't no way around it. It's terrible. Like yeah. and then Kentucky State is in Frankfort, Kentucky. Frankfort yeah. is the capital of Kentucky. But it's still a little small hick town. Like, yeah. And they don't like niggas. I think my brother-in-law went to Kentucky yeah. State. He, he worked there, too, or some shit. It yeah. might be Western Kentucky, but Western I think Kentucky it's Kentucky is State. down by in Bowling Green. They make like an hour from Tennessee. Okay. And then Northern Kentucky is right across the border. Okay, so it was it was, it was was Western Kentucky because we it, his, he was graduating. And if we went, we had to fly to Tennessee yeah. and drive, drive back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it yeah that, needless yeah. to say, we ain't go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Frankfurt, man, it was... Ah oh, man, I, I can talk about that for hours. Like I my first time going to jail was in Frankfurt. Yeah. And it was for some bullshit. Like I mean like I missed the court date. Like down there, they treat traffic tickets and shit like it's the end of be all Yeah, bro. Like so I I'm I'm not ashamed to tell the truth. Like I uh I got a ticket and down there you gotta pay the ticket and still go to court. So I paid the ticket, didn't think nothing of it. So I missed court. I got pulled over. So you got a warrant for failure to appear. So I'm like, all right, cool. Take me to jail. I bailed out that night. So now I had two court dates now. Right, right. The right. first one and then the second one. Right. I missed the second one too. So it went on for a while. I kept missing court dates. I kept paying tickets but missing court dates. So Because that's not the norm for us. Yeah. So finally. And then I, I had a job too. I was in school and I worked full time at Sprint. So I'm like, I got to figure out how to get out. <laughs> hey, right. Whatever. So I'm chilling like in my apartment. Playing 2K, me and my boy Eddie, we playing 2K, and uh, my other, my old roommate was to come get my car and go on a date. So he, I hear a knock on the door. So I'm like, nigga, the door unlocked. Open the door. No, I open the door. So I get up, <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. I hit the lock, door. It's two big white boys. I'm like, can I help y'all? He's like, yeah. Uh, step out for a minute. So I'm looking around like you can't. Once you, you can't, cause they can't come in. You yeah, never so supposed like, to step out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I came out, put the door behind me. I'm like, what's going on? Are you Blake Hall? I'm like. Yeah, bro. What's the what's the word? It was like uh, you realize it's a warrant for your arrest. We're servicing the warrant today. I'm like, hey, what you talking about? So I looked down. Our, our our apartment was was 
you go out the door, you went straight outside, but it was still two levels, like a little balcony. You look down, I look yeah. down. It's like five more cops at the bottom. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, bro, what did I do? So they cuffed me, put me in the car, and the car that I was in was a, a little Mexican cop. He was a sheriff because my warrant was from Frankfort PD, but the Franklin County Sheriff's who served it. Yeah, yeah, so the sheriff really didn't know what was going on. So I get in the car and just so happened the sheriff was from East Point, Michigan. He was yeah. like, oh, you from, you from Michigan now? We talking. He said, man, what did you do? I'm like, bro, I don't know. He said, let me look it up so I can pull it up. He pulled it up. He was like, all of this for a traffic ticket? I was like, I guess so. He huh? was like, all they tell us is where to go, who to pick up. That's yeah. all we know. We don't know nothing about anything else. So they took me to jail. And I might have my, like, all right, maybe I have three, four hundred bucks to get out, whatever. So I called my roommate. I'm like, hey. My debit card is in my room. Get the money out. We can figure this out. So my cousin, who was a state police officer here, was like, well, if you wait till Monday, they'll probably just ROR and let him out on his own without paying no money. And this is a Friday night? This is a Saturday afternoon. Oh, okay. So I'm like, all right, it's, I could do it. It's whatever. So Monday morning, it took me in video arraignment in front of a judge. She read on stuff. And she started talking crazy. She was like, okay, this charge $1,000. This charge $1,000. This charge $1,000. This charge is a thousand dollars. This charge, uh, you're a flight risk. You're gonna make this one five thousand dollars. Your total is uh, ten thousand dollars full of cash. I didn't know what full cash meant, so I'm like, <laughs> so like thousand dollars, I can get out of jail. I got four hundred. Like my yeah. mom can send the other six hundred, and I'll pay her back when I get paid. So they take it back. Like no, full cash. I mean, you got paid all that shit. I'm like, you want me to get ten thousand dollars for some traffic tickets? Well, it's not tickets. for traffic tickets though, because on paper you actually look like you're dodging court because yeah. you don't understand that. Uh, you have to go back to court because right. where we from, you just pay, pay the, the ticket, ticket you and all you good. Duck. So, man, we got together and uh, I got out. I was in jail for like four days, I think. But I got out. I'm like, yeah, this shit terrible. Like, but that's just how it was in Frankfurt. Like, if you had a, a decent car with out-of-state tax, you was a target. Yeah. So, Illinois tax, Michigan tax. And the first question they put you over, what you doing down here? Like, I'm in school, like. I got a whole thing on the back of my car that say Kentucky State University. <laughs> you just pulled me over leaving campus. Like, All right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But uh, Kentucky also uh, was good to you, right? Because you was a big-time party promoter and stuff in Kentucky, Yeah, right? I, I did my thing for a little while. I got down there. Um, the girl who I was dating at the time, she started being an intern for uh, this party promotion company. And uh, just by nature of being around it, I and I already just had that thing about me where like, I like to party, I like to put together stuff, and I always business minded. So, um, ended up hooking up with a guy named uh, DJ Fitted. He's from Michigan as well. Me and him got real close, and uh, he was a DJ for everything. So me and him, like, we could figure this out. I started off as being his host. He was a DJ. I was the host. Yeah. Right. So at first, like he was paying me out his cut for the night or whatever. Then um, it got to the point where the promoter was paying me. To host and then paying him separately for DJing. And then finally, I'm like, bro, we can figure something out. Like, I could throw an event. Like, I right, got a little right, extra right. money. We can figure some things out. So, between me, uh, the guy's name was Chris Rye from CPK. That was the uh, the company down there. Uh, DJ Fitted and uh, DJ Kid McFly, who's from here as well, who's my roommate at the time. We we did our thing. We threw uh, homecoming parties, just regular weekend parties. And that was like my first real taste of uh, entrepreneurship yeah. and being able to. Learn how to build a brand and how to create an experience, how to create customer experience, all that kind of stuff. I took all that stuff and I still apply it today. Okay, okay. So after um, throwing the parties and all that, did you graduate from K-State? No, I didn't. Kentucky State, uh, (laughs) everyone knows HBCUs are are fairly janky when it comes to like uh, financial aid and stuff of that nature. So Kentucky State for the longest had this policy where 
uh, you had a balance, they really wasn't tripping on it. They would just let you roll it over to your next semester. Because they really want you to graduate. Yeah, they want you to stay in school, want you to finish and everything. Yeah. So it got to a point where they had done that for so many students, they had all these uncollected funds. Right. And it got to a point where we don't know the real details about what was going on financial-wise, whatever. But everybody's bill came due, basically. At once. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> yeah. was like, look, you got to pay these bills off or y'all can't finish your, your own stuff. Yeah. So for me, um, I had a semester where I had lost my financial aid uh, temporarily. I had to file an appeal to get it back. But I decided to still go to school during that, that time, which I should have just took the semester off till I got my aid back and then went back. So by me doing that, I created a balance on myself right. that I didn't necessarily have to have. So when the bill came due, it was like, yeah, you got to pay this $8,000 off. And you can't the, – the thing was you can't use new funds for, for old balance. Yeah. So I couldn't apply any of my current aid to that past balance. Now so, that's even if you had over? Even if I had over. Yeah. So my refund check – I could take my refund check out and I go then, pay it cash, yeah. but I couldn't just let them keep it. So at the time, I said my balance was like $11,000 or something like that. Right. So I paid three of it. And it was like, I don't have $8,000. Sally Mae really didn't want to give me no more loans. I couldn't find out my coastline. So it was like, uh, either you leave or you you had to figure something else out. So I stayed on there for a little while. still worked. Yeah. Um, now, how my, close are you to graduating? Are you a senior uh, at this time? I'm a junior. Okay. So to this day, I am. Was it a true junior? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, well, I guess, I guess technically I was a senior. I hadn't t- taken the rising junior's test yet. But I was, or I am 33. Four credits short of graduating, so like two yeah. semesters. Yeah. So like, if I do seventeen and seventeen, I'll be done. Yeah. Okay. So I probably did like twelve and twelve, and then finish in the summer. Yeah. But whatever. But but I still intend on finishing at some point. Whenever I pay Kentucky State the last eight thousand that I owe. <laughs> yeah. But right. Right. They right. get it when they get it. What then, uh, What was your field of study? Marketing. Marketing. Right. I was a uh, I was a double major actually, marketing and business management with a minor in communications. Yeah. So it's all stuff that I still use to this day. A lot of stuff. I tell you one, if you go to school for for business. A lot of it is common sense, unless you're going into like finance or or accounting or anything. Yeah, a, 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 uh, like a specialized, a yeah, yeah, you got like a, a real specialized skill set. You got to have like marketing. A lot of it is is common sense and just great ideas. Yeah, great ideas and being able to understand people. If you can understand a person's what they think and how people operate, how they move, you pretty much can can go into marketing as long as you are are. Um, Creative enough to do it, right? That's or you can surround yourself yeah. in creative. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur, even when you like went to college and said, "I'm gonna take business, I'm gonna take marketing"? Or did yeah. you see yourself like working at more Fortune five hundred? No, I, I I never wanted to work with nobody because I don't really take well to people taking what to do. Um, like I was in the marching band in high school, and I was uh, I was great at playing the drums, but I had a problem with being yelled at at seven in the morning at sectional. So I'm like, I'm good. So for me, but you don't think like that builds greatness, like like yeah. far as coaching and stuff. Yeah, like that, to like, an extent, yeah. But at the same time, I'm the kind of person where you don't got to tell me something more than once. You tell me once, I'm good. So you keep saying the same thing over and over again. Not doing nothing but piss me off. Like even I, yeah. like, with my with my girl, she keep reminding me about stuff. I'm like you don't have to keep reminding me. Like I I know what I said. I know what you said before. So you don't have to keep drilling. Th- I'm not the kind of person you got to drill things into me. Right. Yeah, right. But it's something as big as the band. I feel like that's rare. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's just real. I'm pretty sure he wasn't yelling at you oh, yeah, individually, yeah, yeah. but you just don't want to yeah. be around that because you could have used that band and wouldn't have this. Uh, yeah, but I also I, I, I wasn't a, a band head. Like oh, it was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. I'm good at the yeah, drums. Yeah, I'm good. Like, yeah. I play the drums and it was fun. But it was like 
because you know what I think? I think people are under the misconception that you have to use your talent. Yeah. Like I was talking to somebody and they was like, well, such and such is dedicated to this. They've been doing this their whole life. I said, yeah, but just because you're a talented athlete don't mean that you right. have to be an athlete. Like right. if you don't want to be an athlete, but everybody is telling you how talented you are as an athlete, you go kind of feel like you Obligated have to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if a nigga want to get out here, like it's – when a nigga uh, be like a basketball player, but he be like with the shit, yeah. and he don't really give a fuck about basketball. Like everybody, like, well, you throwing away your opportunity? No, he throwing away an opportunity you wish you, you had. had. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because if he wanted to be a star athlete basketball player, he wouldn't do the other shit. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? And I think and that was me with with the band. It was like, yeah. But I knew how much dedication it took to be in a band. Like, you got to go on trips. Man. You got to go competitions. You got to do. Band camp is real, yeah, nigga. Band camp is for sure real. Miss <laughs> Allen, yeah. yeah. Allen, who is the band director at CAS, I'll never forget. She told us in band camp that um, we had to run from CAS to Wayne State with our instruments. And if she beat one person back, we were doing it all over again. I thought, oh, you niggas is tripping. <laughs> If I beat one person back, like, I'll probably be that one person. Y'all right, all be yeah, mad at me. Like, exactly, exactly. It ain't going to work. I used to watch a show of people trying to get into the Florida A&M band or was already in the band. Yeah. That shit is way shit more intense than basketball practice. Yeah. Bro, so like my um, freshman year at K-State, my dorm was right next to the field where they practiced for the marching band. It's about 6 in the morning. Yeah, that's trash. <laughs> nigga, what? I got to no, I got. I'm not going to be with y'all. <laughs> right, right. Turn right. that down a little bit. But... For people who are who do it and they love it, it's all good. Like, but I know for me, like I said band season is never over because you perform football games, you perform at the basketball right, 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 season. Right. This is this is everything. This is yeah, all year it's round. all year Intense. round. It's yeah. not like football or basketball where you got off time outside of training. With with the band, you are fully on all on the time. The band, yeah. Between, I mean, especially in high school, you got competitions and shit. Even in college, you got competitions. Yeah, you, you got like the marching band is the shit in yeah. college, yeah, especially for at sure. HBCUs. Yeah. Like we only talk at HBCUs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only colleges we acknowledge for not from from here on out. You know, what yeah. I'm except for USC, we got the little pot. The, uh, yeah. my, my homeboy son uh, over at USC okay. still. He uh, what 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 position he plays? Wow, you know, he, I don't uh, care about uh, football. <laughs> yeah, but just USC, they got uh, he, he a cornerback or he a wide receiver? He, no, he's a safety. Yeah, yeah. He's safety or a cornerback so let's talk about your first independent uh business venture besides the party promoting what what was that um technically um i started consulting for the university um, yeah, that's big yeah I, again my boy and you still got a balance yeah man <laughs> well at, at the time i didn't have a balance. at the time okay, okay, it was okay. before the bonds even occurred okay, so okay. it was all love but uh because of my boy uh fitted or ryan he um he started working closely with a guy named Mr. Banks at K State. Mr. Banks is y'all watch the Black the Black Godfather documentary on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mr. Yeah. Banks is the Clarence Avon of Kentucky State. Yeah. Whatever you need done, he yeah. gonna get it done. Like he was the guy who actually brought the money to the jail to get me out when I got rich yeah. at the time. Like, yeah, right. But Mr. Banks ran for city council. He knew all the people in Frankfurt. He just was the man. So he, he was old Kentucky. He's yeah, been on, he had yeah. been there for a while. He's still there now. He's the now he's the governor appointed regent. For the university, yeah. so Mr. B got pulled, but Mr. B used to do the you should do the homecoming every year, so like planning the concert, planning the events, all that kind of good stuff. So we were in a position where all right, Mr. B like us, he loves us, he he helping us, we helping him with the concert. Ryan is DJing the concert every year. We also got Chris Rob on this side. We throwing the parties for homecoming. We can bridge this gap and we can figure some things out. We can yeah, make it big. Yeah, so. It was bigger. Yeah. yeah. So what we did was we connected everybody and 
We got Chris Rob on promos. He was doing like the commercials for the homecoming concert. Uh, we were doing like the graphics and stuff for the homecoming concert, and just basically created homecoming, uh, curated homecoming, I should say, for like three years. So that was like my first um, outside of party promoting and outside of. I did uh, artist management for a while too. I did a um, Kid McFly, who's DJ here. Yeah. Uh, so we was roommates, and I was his manager for a while in Kentucky. So like getting him booked for gigs, and I, I, after my boy Fitted graduated. He basically left, left the game to Kid. So me and right. Kid went on. I was his host. And the same thing I did before, he's booking shows and booking parties and throwing parties together. So it kind of all tied together. But I said outside of the throwing parties, it was the artist management and consulting for the university. Those were the two, uh, my two forays in the entrepreneurship. Now, when you say you was a party host, how did you actually get into actual party hosting? Like, because that that's a skill. Like, I don't think yeah, people know it, that, that anybody can't host no yeah. party. Yeah, and it, it, it's actually something you learn, like, I wasn't the best at first. I talked way too much. Uh, but as time went on, I figured out how to interject myself over songs and when to come in, when to talk, what to say, all that kind yeah. of good stuff. A lot but of I, wild nights. Yeah. <laughs> Man, a lot of wild nights. We started, um, started a blog. And I don't, I honestly don't remember. I, I think Fit was like, kind of like, you should come host one day. I'm like, all right. So I did it for the, the back to school party my sophomore year. And then from there, it just kept going. So I got in there because right. he didn't like talking on the mic. That was his thing. He didn't like talking. He liked DJ. Yeah. So it was him and DJ Fresh. DJ Fresh was the whole package. Fresh. You talk about DJ Fresh from Oakland? No. He's oh, from, he from Cincinnati. Or he's from oh. Louisville, Cincinnati. He's from anywhere. But he, um, Fresh, sing, dance, DJ, <laughs> that ass. Sing, dance, DJ, host, everything you could think of, he was a one-man show. But Fitted was a more quiet, reserved guy. He just DJ. He talked to Mike every night if he had to, but he liked to talk. So we we worked well together. So it was all three of us at a time. Like, all right, he'll go on first, and I host with him, and then Fresh would go on, and he do everything by himself, and then they go back and forth for a couple of hours, and then I was the whole end of the night. Yeah. So that was how I got into it. Um, as I got as I went on with it, I, I learned and I um, picked up things that other people was doing. And I I know what to talk about or how to talk certain songs in or talk a song out or talk over him scratching or whatever it is. It, and it's a acquired skill. I got I got pretty good at it after about two years. And you still could pick up the mic and host a party today? Uh, Detroit a little different than Kentucky, but I, I hopped on the mic a couple times, especially if I go out and I see kids these in somewhere and yeah. I had a couple of drinks. Give me the mic, bro. He went, <laughs> every time he's like, man, no. Like, Give me the mic. Come on, man. Give me the old school set. Yeah, the one, for, one for, the, uh, for the old times. Yeah, one like, for K-State. Yeah. What, what's the logo at K-State? Uh, the thoroughbred is a horse. Okay, yeah, green and gold. Yeah, yeah, of course, it's a horse, nigga. The Kentucky Derby. But look, it's spelled so crazy. It's spelled like thorough, like T H R O, like <laughs> dead ass. Like you can look at anything, it's T H O R O bread. Like, yeah, it's not spelled correctly at all. Like, oh, these yeah. niggas is real. Yeah, yeah. niggas ain't know what it was, man. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a thoroughbred. Yeah, right there. That's a, so. Let's talk about some of the ventures that you got going on okay. now. Like I, uh, I stated at the beginning that you got Fresh Never Fades clothing. You're the owner and the creative director. Yep. So how did this come about? What was the birth of uh, Fresh Never Fades? Uh, it started at K-State. Yeah. Um, even after high school, I was never the guy who, like, I didn't play sports. I'm not athletic at all. Uh, I'll Shit, play. you play in a band. You athletic, dog. Yeah, but I'm like, I can't shoot a jump shot. And my hand, <laughs> I coordinated. I played baseball. I was all right at that. And I played golf. And I was okay at that. But like football, basketball, that wasn't my thing. But I was the guy who like I could dress and I was a little bit funny. So I was always into sneakers and being fly, all kind of stuff. So it kind of was a natural uh, progression to get to that point. So when I got to college, it was like, you know what? I know I want to go into business for myself. 
at the time, like 2010, so you had like uh, the real big emerging, like the hundreds and all of those brands and Diamond yeah. Supply, all that stuff was really bubbling. So I'm like, you know what? I, I can give it a shot. So I started a brand, I tried to start a brand called uh, Cool Sense Birth. And, cool uh, Sense Birth? Yeah. So I tried to start that, and one of the, it didn't go nowhere. The designs was like real immature, real cartoony. But one of the phrases from that that stuck with me all the time was fresh never fades. Yeah. So after like two years, I'm like, you know what? I really want to do something. I can try to build something. I want to build a brand. So I uh, gave it another shot. And so that was 2000, late 2012 or 2013 because we're turning six this year. We'll be six uh, next month. Yeah. So we went from there. And um, I said, I, I, my whole thing was I wanted to give people an opportunity to create a look. Cause right. like you go to the mall, you buy what you see, like, but no one really goes and puts thought in their outfit and creates anything. Right, niggas the see what's ever on the mannequin yeah. or hanging up. But you know, we was growing up, like you would go buy an outfit, you would put it a fit, you'll get a jersey, a jean, you figure it out as you go along. Yeah, you so, might bring a piece with you that you want to yeah. match up. So like with F and F, I try to give these like fairly simplistic, clean uh, designs and people build around it. But it, it just was, it's me. In in clothing form is how I look at it. So do you do the designs? Yeah. All hundred uh, percent? Uh, about ninety percent. Uh, sometimes I sketch some shit out that don't really come out right. And my boy Julius, who's an amazing graphic designer, I'm a good graphic designer. He's a great graphic designer. So anything I need help with, yo, take it to the next. Yeah, level. I'm like, hey, bro, this is how I wanted to look, and most of the time he hit it right on the head every yeah. time. Now, do you is the brand in stores or is it more like exclusive? Uh, right now it's a uh, it's online only. Uh, uh-huh. We did two pop up shops last year. We did one at Bob's Classic Kicks on Woodward, and we did one at Love Life Swagger downtown on Gratiot and Broadway. Yeah, um, we're doing another one this year, more so of a brand activation. It's going to be a, a three day event. Uh, at Canvas on Livernoy and the Avenue of Fashion. Yeah. So this is that kind of our tester market to see how we could do with a store. Um, and I've been in talks with with, with boutiques in other cities and like. So you, shops. You, you, you when you say it's a tester market, you think you'll be able to gauge how you could do in a store with like a three day event? Yeah. So I mean, well, what, no, what, what, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it is is you won't get a full experience, but you'll get like an idea of all right, this is how I could do for three days. You start scaling it. So look, all right, I know. I went too heavy on this. I went too light on this. I know based on trends, you look at it, I see how I did two days. I can stretch that out and yeah. I can keep doing it. So that. I think what you was thinking, like, how can three days tell you, like, that, right? Because yeah, yeah, so he from retail. So, so right. basically what it is is he just testing these uh it's like probably what you got a capsule that you go do for it. Yep. Just so he got a capsule. A capsule is like something specific because when when you this size company, you don't want to scale it out too large. You right. want to scale it where once I sell this out, if it ever get back in high demand, I can sell it again. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna keep making it right. So right, he'll right. take that capsule over the three days. See, okay, well it's about to be fall, so the sweatshirt from that capsule so better going into the fall, mm-hmm. or the t-shirt didn't do that good. Maybe it need to be a different weight. So. Yeah, he can tell that. I think you looking at it like how could Overall you tell store, that? Right, yeah, because yeah. you got to think it's it's a capsule, and the capsule once it's capped it's capsule, on. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, have you ever been to uh, Agenda or the Magic Show? No. So Agenda, hold me. Uh, basically, so, they was like, uh, I wasn't big enough. Like, yeah. So what I always tell my partners who uh, into clothing, I always say just go anyway yeah. to see it. So what a lot of people don't know is at Agenda and Magic, when you got the booths, this is actually how they want their stuff set up in your store. Yep. So like you will walk in this room and he had this with this, this with this, and that's how they want it to set up. And no matter how big you are, you could get 
a, a feel for what people looking for. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because uh, what's my, well, anyway, one of my partners went before and went first to see. And then the next year they was there because they got it. Now, what if you just went the first time and you spent your own money and you don't know what, yeah, how to set your that. stuff yeah, up? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And Agenda didn't even used to be the same time as Magic. Magic is actually getting so small that Agenda, agenda yep. is piggybacking at the same time as Magic. Yeah, because yeah, Magic used to be the shit. You used yeah. to want to get there. So, uh, d- d- you know Ty Mopkins? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It sounds like you and the homie need to... Uh, yeah, because like, he just started a new consultant. Yeah, yeah, we'll Mopkins put you... Yeah, yeah. We'll put he you actually... Um, I'm working on a project now called Social Media. It's basically based around sneakers and stuff. And he's going to be part of it, actually. Yeah. It'll be a... He'll be... We're doing a um, like a roundtable session uh, at the end of this month. He'll actually be yeah. there, so... Try to look over him, try to figure yeah. out some things. Yeah. AJ could put that together today, bro. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. I mean, he got the Mopkins group, and then I got the Creative Process Agency, which we work together. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and I work for them. Okay, because like I, I did retail for the last ten years, and okay. I just didn't want to be on that side no more. But I always want to be on the consulting side yeah. because I, I kind of know what it take without having to use my own brand. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I even coach a lot of brands just because niggas I know got them. You ever heard of Plug? That's my man. And I just be okay. like, bro, you should do this. You should do this because this worked for your brand. Now, what worked for his brand won't work for your right. brand because it's even a different customer. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because your customer kind of like, uh, I can tell by the people you name, the hundreds and, and diamond supply. That's a different customer than, say, a Carl Canine would be because yeah. the hundreds and diamond supply, they rely on capsules that's not going to be released again. Carl Canine and Fubu and stuff They relied on Generalization Right yeah, Large yeah. scale A Kanai shirt in blue We were going to print 50,000 yeah. You know what I'm saying Like uh, when so, it comes yo, to Streetwear yeah. like that Like it's a difference between streetwear and hip hop fashion. Yeah. Like people don't understand that. You streetwear, do streetwear. Yeah, streetwear is a more niche market. It's real small. small yeah. It's more. Um, this is streetwear. Yeah, story based. There's a lot of uh, a lot of foundation being laid. And all right, what does this mean to and the a lot brand? of exclusive. Yeah, and a lot of. Partnerships. Yeah, partnerships, collaborations, and your brand tells a story. Like for me, FNF tells a story. I, our tagline is be you, be original, stand out. So what that means is everyone's an individual, and you can be an individual in the midst of a crowd, even if you have one same thing as someone else. Because what you're wearing is your personality. What you put with what you're wearing is you speaking before you even say a word. Because the first thing someone sees when you walk up to them, what you got on. Yeah, and a no lot matter of times, what, yeah, you can you can convey a, a a lot through that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, shit, that's that that's how you pick who, what woman you want to talk yeah, to. Yeah, you yeah. feel what I'm saying? In what setting? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, where where you see the company going after uh after this uh when you break out this capsule for this three days? Yeah, like, so this is uh this is year six. The the goal is like I've talked with a, a few stores about getting into their store and them carrying a brand. It's a matter of showing diversity in my product line. So I think that this activation will get the ball rolling and sell people. All right, it's more than just T-shirts. It's more than just hoodies. It's a real-life customer experience where um, you get to see what this brand means and you get to, uh, if it aligns with what your story is, then we can tell a story together. We can talk talk about how your story fits the mesh of FNF or how FNF contributes to your story. And mm-hmm. that way, if you carry this brand in your story, you can see that, all right, our clientele and our customer can relate to this because it all ties together in, in some some uh, way, shape, or form. So the first thing is, let's say, we're going to show some new products. We haven't done jackets before. We're going to start seeing jackets and start seeing um, jogging pants this fall for the holiday collection. So yeah. from there, it, it's just a matter of getting the um, – 
Now, do the jogging pants have uh, zippers on the pockets? No. Zippers uh, on the pockets. Zippers on yeah. the pockets, man. Why nobody <laughs> I tell all my niggas that. that. Like, zippers on, on the pockets. Zippers on the pockets. Yeah, because man, so I'm saying. So your shit don't fall out. You feel me? You sit on a plane with some jogging pants on, your shit might fall out. Yeah, bro. Dog. I lose water like once a month like that. Because yeah, there ain't no zippers, zippers on your yeah. pockets. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the name of my rock band. Don't nobody zippers, on <laughs> zippers on the pockets. Yeah. But uh, so you had. Uh, well, I, and I know, though, that that raised the cost, but some shit is worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got on these. I mean, we're not going to say the brand, but these zippers on the pockets, besides this logo on the side, because this was a collaboration, it was one of the main things. Yeah. Like, I like to zip my pockets up. See, my period. thing with F and was I, I put the. I try to put the extra mile everything so like i don't have everything on right now but like i don't do um i make sure all manufacturer labels out the shirt yeah. i got custom sewn in size and care tags the packaging comes everything is packaged the same you know what you get in size uh color code and product code on the, on the package uh hang tags hem tags on the shirt you gotta put that extra thing in. i learned that from a it's a sneaker shop in cincinnati called corporate corporate yeah, yeah i'm up on it yeah matt yeah. me and matt tight because um I just happened to tweet him one day. Like, hey, what's going on, bro? Like, I went up there. I shopped with him. And I actually have learned a lot from him as far as how to develop a retail store, how to develop a brand. And the biggest thing I learned from him was that uh, the details matter. Like, yeah. you put yeah. together these. That, yeah. That's what it is. It's that little shit goes the extra extra mile. So I've tried to use that in everything that I do with F&F, how I present the, the package and how I present the product and everything. Now, do you got, like, a standard, like, a... Uh Item, item, yeah. So, yeah. Like, so the the banner design is uh, our flagship design. Like F, like not F and F, shit. Uh, like Bape has the one design they always do. Uh, BBC has the arch logo that they always do. For us, it's the banner collection. So what we do is, or the banner design. So starting this year, uh, we're gonna do it like the Supreme. Do it, you know, Supreme give you a box logo once a year. Once a year, you know you'll get a collection that's just the box logos and everything. Yeah. So with F and F starting this year, you're gonna get a collection. Once a year is gonna be the banner design. Okay. So you might have a hoodie, a t shirt, uh, a jacket. That's what I was gonna say yeah. about what what time in the season. So fall. yeah. So this year we haven't done anything up to this point. We've been building up to to this. So you're gonna have a lot of products at this activation. You're gonna have the the capsule collection that's made just for that, which will only be available at the pop up shop. Yeah. And then you have your general the the banner collection that's gonna be available in store and online. Okay. So, but starting after this year, you probably get the banner collection every end of the summer, beginning of fall every year. That way, we can do more than just t shirts. We have t shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies yeah. and all that good stuff. Hey all man, right. this brother Black owned. He got his head on straight. He went to a HBCU. <laughs> Cast tech as it, well. It, why wouldn't you shop with them, man? Yeah, Unless it looked cheesy to you, but yeah. I can't see that. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I can't yeah. see that. So uh, now can people get in contact? Well, what, what, do you got a, a tentative date for the pop-up shop? Yeah, the date actually is, I mean, the, I had to push it back because uh, the construction is going on in Livernois. Yeah. Originally, it originally supposed to be September. It's going to be October. So nice fall collection. Yeah, it's going to be uh, October 24th through the 27th. 24th is going to be a Thursday. It's going to be a, uh, just basically me setting up and then a, uh, an invite-only mixer that yeah. night. Uh, yeah. for that for, Thursday? Yeah, okay. for media and close people to come through. Oh, shit, we media. Oh, yeah, y'all on the list for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all come through, check out some stuff. Uh, we can rap, 
basically almost like a networking event, but based around my brand. Right, right. Yeah. So, so uh, you want us to drop this closest to that as possible? Like, it's, oh, it's no. up it's, to you. It's you up drop to you. it now, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying because this go, this go come out in September, so we can drop that. We can drop this episode whenever you want. Hey, whenever y'all want to, man. I'm on y'all's schedule, and then from there, I can. I say I work school for marketing, so I can piggyback and tie this in to yeah. social media. So I've been working with uh, my boy with Marcus, so yeah. we can figure out some things on how to okay, yeah, how to yeah. parlay so we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. But sure. since you said, all right, so uh, how can people contact you? Uh, they want to contact you on Twitter, uh, underscore heezy underscore. I really don't be there at that. Uh, very not now. Pop on, hold on, that sounded like that was funny. Yeah, 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 no, 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 <laughs> underscore <laughs> <laughs> underscore heezy h e e z y underscore. And then on Instagram, uh, heezy was here. Uh, and then, uh, give them the uh, for the clothing, yeah, for yeah. The clothing for FNF on Twitter. It's FNF underscore clothing, and then on uh. Instagram is Fresh Never Fades Clothing, all one word, all together. All right. And uh, AJ, if people want to contact you, what would they do? Uh, Twitter at TCE Pod, Instagram at TCE Pod. And if you want to be a part of the show, advertise on the show, give us feedback on the show, you can uh, email us at PR at TCOHH.org. That's PR at TCOHH.org. And TCOHH.org is actually the College of Hip Hop.org, where if you are an inspiring artist or anything that wants to do any, anybody who wants to do anything within the entertainment industry and learn the business, you should log on to the College of Hip Hop.org, sign up for a one year subscription for $19.96 and get all the basic necessities in becoming the person that you want to be within the industry. Or you can download the app for free at your app store. Wherever you get your apps from I'm SJ I'm AJ I want for my brother What what I I want want for myself. myself